I'm Hazel Goodman, and welcome to The Winner's Call. I am so excited to share God's Word with you today. He led you to this podcast because He has great plans for your life. You are born to win, born to reign in life. You are no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. I'm born to win. I'm born to reign in life. Praise the Lord. We're together again. And today I'd like to give you part two of the teaching we began last week entitled Faith Heals. Because the subject of divine health and healing can never be fully addressed in a few minutes on a podcast, really, or listening to one or two sermons or reading a couple of books casually. It's a very important mystery of the kingdom of God and requires quality time, study, and attention. And it's also a sensitive topic particularly if someone is going through a health challenge. So as a result, I wanted to share a couple of additional points from my experience and that of others, which I believe will be helpful on your journey to victory. But before we begin, let's pray. And I'd like you to pray first. Ask the Lord to speak to you by His Word today. Lord, speak to me by Your Word. Send the Word I need. Help me to hear what I need to hear. Go on, go on, tell Him. Lord, speak to me by your word. Help me to hear what I need to hear. Open my spiritual ears, Lord. Now begin to thank him for it. By faith, begin to thank him. Father, we thank you. Mighty God, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, speak to each one of us by your word today. Let no one leave the same. Send the light that someone needs. Give us a fresh revelation on this mystery, Lord. If we've heard it before, cause us to hear it in a new way. Holy Spirit, I step aside. Take control. Speak through me. Let them not hear me, Lord. Let them only hear you. And let healing manifest in the life of everyone under the sound of my voice in need of healing in mind or in body. And to you alone be all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And the church said, amen. Hallelujah. Faith Heals, part two. First, let's do a quick recap of part one of this teaching. Mark chapter five, verse 34. Mark chapter five, verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction." Divine health and divine healing were bought and paid for by Jesus Christ, by His blood shed on the cross at Calvary. Redemption gives us access to divine health and divine healing. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, Who His own self bare our sins in His own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, as we said last week, There are instant healings and there are progressive healings. And faith is the key that unlocks both. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So as you hear the word of God in this hour, your faith will come alive to take and keep your healing and health. Now let's take note of this. Let's take note of this. 
Divine healing and divine health are not the same. Listen to this definition of divine healing and divine health by a great man of God who was used mightily by God in his time to heal thousands, John G. Lake, the great late John G. Lake. He said, Divine healing is the removal by the power of God of the disease that has come upon your body. But divine health is to live day by day, hour by hour, in touch with God, so that the life of God flows into the body, just as the life of God flows into the mind or flows into the spirit. John G. Lake As we learned last week, this happens primarily by faith which increases as we hear and act on God's word. And Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So now as we begin this week's teaching, there is something I'd like us to be aware of and to look out for after being healed. And it is the primary reason why I believe I received a leading from the Holy Spirit to make part two of this message. And that is what I call the swing back principle. The swing back principle. Let me show it to you in the Word of God. Now first, remember we said that regardless of the scientific name behind many sicknesses and diseases is a spirit, right? And the Bible calls it the spirit of infirmity. Okay, so let's look first at that. Let's look at Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 13. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 13. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now let's look also at when Jesus visited Simon Peter's house, and his mother-in-law was sick. Luke chapter 4, verses 38 to 39. I'm going to read this from the New International Version. All other versions I read are either King James Version or the New King James. Here I'm going to be reading the New International Version. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. So you notice he rebuked the fever. He didn't look for the cold medicine. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hey, listen, nothing wrong with cold medicine. You do what you have to do as your faith grows. So now with that understanding, here is the swing back principle. It's found in Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 to 45. Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 to 45. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. 
And in the name of Jesus, that shall not be anyone under the sound of my voice. Come on, say amen. Say amen again. Now, I shared with you that I had been healed of asthma after being challenged by it for well over a decade. But when I started to feed on the word, I received my healing. I call it feeding on the word because that is truly what I did day and night and every chance I got. Because you see, initially, I wasn't focusing on asthma. I was focusing on healing my soul. My mom had just died, you know, and we were very close. I'm her only child. So her death just left me with a great void in my soul. Things that mattered before no longer did. It was even difficult to sit in the church where I grew up because naturally everything reminded me of her. You know, she was a founding member of that church and later became a minister and ministered there for several years before retiring. And I remember shortly after her death, I attempted to be brave, you know, and went to a candlelight service. I I, I used to love those as a child. Man, I had to quickly run out of there to stop from bawling. I couldn't see anything but my mom up there. But through learning how to meditate in the Word, my soul began to heal. Now I have stood where she stood and have preached on that altar several times. The Word works. The Word does work. And by surprise, the asthma attacks started becoming less and less. Until I finally got to a point where I could go out without having to carry the inhaler. Now, fortunately, I had read in one of the writings of Kenneth E. Hagen, where he talked about people losing their healings by a counterattack of the enemy. The counterattack is when symptoms return, and instead of rebuking them and standing on the word, people get afraid. They receive it and begin to say things like, Oh, I thought I was healed, but I guess I wasn't. And the minute you agree and allow that thought to take root, you can be defeated. But that shall not be any of you under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say amen to that. So one day when I started to experience shortness of breath again and my chest was tightening, I immediately called the Kenneth Copeland prayer line. Now, later I discovered that Kenneth Hagen Ministries also had a prayer line, but I didn't know that at the time. Anyway, I knew the Copelands were strong believers and teachers of faith. You know, I had been reading their materials and studying, and the prayer counselor understood exactly what was going on. You see, ministries that teach faith and divine healing, they understand these mysteries of the kingdom. And the prayer counselor prayed with authority, man, rebuking that attack. And from that day, it was over. It was over. Now, because I had suffered with the condition for so many years, even though I was healed, I still had to battle fear. You know, thoughts would come up at the slightest cough. If I coughed or, you know, anything happened, uh, fear would come up like, oh my God, is it, is it? But because of what I understood, I just continued to feed on the word. I stayed in fellowship with the believers at my church. Through the teachings, my faith was growing and my understanding of the word was growing. I can't stress enough the importance of fellowshipping with believers, you know, where you're being taught faith. You need to be where faith is being taught so that when you're challenged, you can be encouraged. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. I'm reading now from the New Living Translation. I like it in this version. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. 
And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. You see, you're not going to get a lot of encouragement from the news people, okay? And you're not going to get a lot of encouragement from people who they may love you, but they don't understand how faith works. So you have to take responsibility. Stay focused on building your faith by getting knowledge and understanding from the Word and reading the books of anointed teachers who have proofs on the subject. You know, in the description of this podcast and the last one too, we list several books that will be a blessing to you. And God has provided divine health and divine healing for us, but we still have a part to play in taking it. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because Jesus has already won the battle for you and me. And now in closing, I want to say that if healing doesn't manifest as fast as you think it should, don't give up on God. Never give up on God. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on his word. And don't beat yourself up or judge yourself. And don't let anybody tell you you don't have faith or you should have been healed by now. No, no, no. This is between you and God. No one has the right to judge another, especially in this area. Examine yourself before the Lord. Right? And then guard your faith from the pity or judgment of others. That's right. I said pity. You know, you have to make up your mind. Do I want sympathy or do I want victory? One of the things that has been discovered is that oftentimes people don't get healed because they actually enjoy the sympathy. Sometimes a person may not be experiencing love in their life. And so in a strange way, the sickness, they hold the sickness to it, to them because it's a way of getting attention. It's a way of getting loved. So never give up on God. Never give up on his word. Guard your faith from the pity or judgment of others. And press on in Jesus' name. Others have received it, and so shall you. I remember Bill Winston sharing the testimony of a man who had been crippled for many years and bound in a wheelchair, but went to a meeting where faith was being taught and miracles were happening, man. And that night he received his healing and walked for the first time in years, got up out of that wheelchair and walked and was walking and continued walking. And word got around, you know, that he had been healed at this, that, at this revival meeting. And his pastor came to visit him. So he walked to the door and let the pastor in. And they started chatting about how he had been healed at this faith meeting. But the pastor didn't believe in divine healing. So he started speaking doubt into the man's mind. And when the visit was over, the pastor got up to leave but the man could not move. Doubt had entered him and chained him to that chair. Isn't that something? His pastor wasn't a bad man. He just didn't have an understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. You know, one of the nine gifts of the Spirit is the gifts of healing. And because the man also had little understanding, he believed the pastor instead of the Word of God. And that's why we're always stressing the importance of studying and knowing the word for yourself. You have to get the knowledge for yourself. Then no one can rob you of it. Meditate and study until your heart is convinced. Not because you heard me or someone preach it, but because you have taken the time to find it for yourself. When you do that, faith will enter your heart, man, and grow like a giant. 
So when the enemy comes in, whatever disguise, to rob you of your faith, your faith will rise up from the depths of your being and shout, no, by his stripes, I was healed. He himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Jesus Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Healing belongs to me. I receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So as you feed on the word and you get understanding, that's what will scream back when doubt comes. Father, we thank you. Come on, let's begin to give God thanks for the word we've heard today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the word your children have heard today. Let it go deep into their hearts and minds and let it bring about a harvest of divine healing in their lives. In Jesus' name. And to you, we give all the glory and the honor. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Expect your healing. I love you. God bless you. I'm Hazel. We'll be together next time. And remember, you are born to win, born to reign in life. You're no ordinary person. You are destined by God for greatness. Thank you for listening to The Winner's Call. If this ministry is a blessing to you, please visit us at hazelgoodmanministries.org to sow your tax-deductible love offering. You can also visit us at Cash App. The handle is the dollar sign followed by Hazel Goodman, one word, or go to Zale and simply enter Hazel Goodman. God bless you and keep you. Person, you are destined for greatness.